Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Happy Monday, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Austin Horton behind the glass. What's up, Gordo? How you doing, Jake? I'm great, man. It's good and hot outside. I know. I, I blame you for saying that uh, all, basically all year long that you want it excruciatingly hot outside and it and it's here and it's awful it's not awful it's awful it's just hot i'd rather have the cold i think no you wouldn't yeah, I don't so. shush your mouth what do you mean shush my mouth Dude, it's that's, brutal that's, out that's there. not true it's brutal man and i i melted a good portion of the weekend it was <laughs> it was a scorcher you gotta dress appropriately there is no dressing you could go outside right now stark naked and it's still hot <laughs> And then you get so sunburned. don't give me that. Don't give me that dress appropriately stuff. Uh, come on. Well, it's true. Uh, if you have to labor out in it, but all you're doing is walking around. Well, you're just walking from place to place. Spent a good portion of my weekend outside, actually. Oh, were you out in the yard? Uh, no. I know you're party planning for the little. Yeah, one. we did the toddler's birthday party on Sunday, and it, uh-huh. it was hot. And uh, we took her to her first baseball game on Saturday. Oh, cool. And at the beginning, it was hot. Uh, we went down cool, to uh, Smith's Ballpark. Summer to, nights in Utah. Come on, you can't complain. Oh, about we that. had we had such a big night, and uh, yeah, it was fun to take her to her first baseball game. Of course, I, I don't think the 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 baseball itself really caught her attention all that much. She was digging the bee, though. Good old Bumble. Yeah, well, that's good. Bumble would disappear. It's funny the things that capture the imagination of the little ones. Uh, Bumble would disappear from sight, you know, wherever Bumble goes. And uh, (laughs) for the rest of the inning, all we hear is, B, 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 B. B will be back. Don't worry. B, B. We yelled at Tony a little bit. That was fun. That's good. I always like like to to yell at Tony uh, when I go down to the B's game, you know, just to keep him on his toes. Man, come on! You'd rather have it be hot, though, wouldn't you? Not I mean, like this, man. This is this is rough. What is it out there today? Do we have an update on the weather, gonna Austin? It's going to hit like 102 or something yeah. like that. Uh, that's getting a little steamy. But uh, yeah, all right. Well, I, I like it better than the cold. Although I talked to my grandmother yesterday, and she's uh, back in Virginia, you know, on the coast, and oh, it's, with the it's humidity, pretty close to 100 degrees back there right now. 98 percent humidity, and then just crazy humidity. So I suppose it is better than that. But yeah, I blame you for for wishing away this, okay. cooler weather for this nonsense. Grab yourself a lemonade, ice cold lemonade. Sit in the shade somewhere and enjoy it, because here, when you sit in the shade, you feel relief. Back there where Grandma lives, I mean, you sit in the shade and you, and you sweat. There's no escaping it. Yeah. yeah so. Got to tell you, even the shade over the weekend was pretty warm. It was. I, I spent the weekend in Park City. I know you did. With my wife. It's her birthday. How'd it go? It's terrific. Terrific. You guys had a nice time? Had a wonderful time. And uh, it was a little cooler up there, but pretty, pretty warm up there. Spent a lot of time outside. I read somewhere where if you do, uh, if you get outside... 
and uh, recreate or just uh, walk or, or do whatever. Supposedly, it's very healthy for you, according to studies. Now, I maybe didn't take a study to figure that out. But in the heat, you got to watch out. You got to, you know, stay hydrated and whatnot. Well, here's the thing. You mentioned that I wasn't laboring. Let me tell you, throwing a party for a toddler, <laughs> that was hard no, labor. it was nothing but labor. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, we had we packed so much crap. We we rented a terrace at a park, and I'm not kidding. We we have like a, an SUV Honda Pilot uh-huh. packed to the gills that we had to utilize another car just to get all the crap that we have to take, lug in, set up, do whatever, and lug out. It is unbelievable. I did nothing but labor. On uh, on Sunday. Six words for you, Jake. Man has to know his limitations. You got to set limits on that stuff, man. You can't have a party for a hundred people, a hundred kids. You got to limit it, man, because you're doing all the work. We didn't have quite a hundred kids. Not actually, not uh, even you close. Had too many. But I, it, was, it was. You didn't so know half stuff. the kids there. No, I knew all the kids there. You did? Yeah, yeah, all good kids. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I knew them all for sure. All right. It was nice of them to come. We had a great time. But yeah, all I did was labor on Sunday. And then, and then when you get home and you think, oh, thank goodness that's over, and I don't have to labor any further, <laughs> then you have to unpack all of it and put all of it away, and you come back with more crap than you left with because of gifts and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to plan. You got to limit it. Put a limit. Put a cap on the whole thing so that you only have half as many as you had there. You know what's funny is my friends are getting back at me, because back in my single days when they were, you know, started having uh, some of my kids started having, or yeah. some of my friends started having kids a, a little bit earlier or whatever. I thought it was funny to get them all like really noisy toys for their kids' birthdays. <laughs> so now, so that's payback. Coming, that's coming back at yeah. me. It wasn't this year, but last year my cousin got us a, a cat piano. Boy, that's a real pleasure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a piano gotta, that plays nothing but meows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. You got to give it's gifts just, that keep on giving, so that terrific. when Sadie's in there, hit you know, playing it and whatnot, so you can tell to relive it over and over again. Hey, by uh, a couple of years ago, someone gave us in our family a a, a reindeer, a stuffed reindeer that uh, plays a Christmas song and it dances. Mm-hmm. It was so cool to watch this thing dance to that song the first time. I have heard that song and seen that thing dance about a thousand times now. Is it motion activated yes. where if somebody well, walks by it? So no. it's like the No, oh, no, you not. have to if you pick it up, then it starts doing the dance. Do you remember the the fake bass that looked mounted oh, and yeah. if you walked by it it, uh, it turned and started singing Take yeah. Me to the River? <laughs> What's that called? What are those things called? I, I don't know. They have but a name. I every time I, I hear that song now or see one of those things, I immediately <laughs> want to break it. <laughs> okay. So whether you see it and the now, first time you go, Oh, that's kind of funny. That surprised me a little bit. Ha 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 ha. Now you got twenty gadgets in your house that if a little one touches it. It starts making noise. Oh, yeah. Try kicking one of those in the middle of the night. Scare the life right out of you. <laughs> Daughter's got this little Sesame Street stand and play thing that it, if, <laughs> if it even budges, all of a sudden it's Elmo singing something or other. And you go in into the kid's room in the middle of the night and stub your toe on that bad boy. And you, uh, you, you wet yourself and break a toe at the very same time. All these things. All you guys that I knew when you were single men. Uh, who are now happily married and you have kids, you and Austin included. It's just 
I sit back and listen to it and, and laugh. Watch what's I'm going sure. on. I know I'm happy for you, but you think it's funny too. Right. I get it. It's fine. It's kind of funny. It's not funny. Austin, you know exactly where he's coming from on this stuff, right? I'm getting there, yeah. Not not as many toys laying around yet because she's not moving quite as much. But whoever invented the talking toy, they ought to be taught a lesson. Correct. I agree. (laughs) What would you recommend? Uh, Nothing on air. Something violent? Biblical, maybe. I don't know. Right, Jake? Yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you had a good weekend. Sounds like it was great. It, It was fun. It was fun. She had a good time. That's all that matters. It went well, smoothly, you know. The whole she would have had fun if you had done if you had done absolutely well, very little. Yeah. You made it labor intensive. So you gotta learn how to sort of pace these things. Well, now uh, I'll say something uh, that that may or may not get me in trouble depending on if she's listening, but let me say this, I did not make it labor intensive. Ah, okay. How about that? You were just following orders. I was you know. <laughs> Didn't you also uh, plan a birthday activity over the weekend, Gordon? Uh, I did. It was my, my wife's birthday. Was it labor intensive? Uh, no. Not it for was Gordon. Pure fun, pure enjoyment, the whole thing. Because, you know, you give and you give some more, and it's very rewarding. So keep that in mind. Gross. Gross for sure. Gross. What are you talking about? I'm talking about good deeds. I'm talking about, uh, you know, uh, words of affirmation. Not helping. Something was affirmed, all right. What? Now why are you shaking your head at me? We had a great. I didn't take us down this road. We had a great time. I. It sounds my wife, like it. My wife is taking up golf. I give and, and give and give till it hurts. hurts. Here's the problem. I, I I videoed her golf swing, and she videoed mine, and then she sent it to the kids. And they all at least took up golf a year ago. And they all said her swing was better than mine. Which means she's going to end up better than me. You See, you seem to talk about this a lot. Is I know. That, are you really concerned about that? A little or bit. Why? I'm proud of her. Why? Uh, is it, is it so bad? Let's take a little bit of a hit here. So I mean, I could beat her uh, in, uh, in golf pretty easily at this point. But it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. But it sounds like you're you're frightened of that moment that is inevitable to come. It sounds like, like why would that be a problem? Who cares? You guys enjoy playing together? Are you really competing like that? No, no. So well, not, it's all good. Really. So don't worry about it. My wife is the least competitive person you'll ever meet. So there you go. You're good, man. Don't worry about it. It's fun. Put it's, that ego aside. It's a aside. fun activity. Uh, I would recommend all, of, all the fellas out there and all the ladies out there, all the women out there, who you know take something up with your with your significant other and you enjoy time together and if it's golf you're outside you're enjoying the beautiful weather if it's uh, bowling then at least you're in there having fun just you know participating in something i really like it and then uh, uh she also likes we have e-bikes and she really loves that and so we do we did a lot of that over the weekend I'll, it's a I'll, lot of fun. I'll give you some golf advice that you're never going to take up, but would would really help if you were ever to do it. Okay, what? You should have beers while on the course because by about the third slash fourth beer, you don't care who's winning. Well, I don't even keep score. In fact, you can't even read anymore. the score you scratch down on there, so you, it, it really doesn't it doesn't matter. Well, my wife and I, neither one of us drink. That's why I said you're never going to take me up on it. But trust me, it'd be a solution to your problem. Does weed help? I would not know the answer to that. 
And why? Why are you? Are you? Is this something you're considering? No. Yeah, but uh, I, I did. I kept. If it, if it smells like you're following uh, Damian Marley on the third hole, then that that's going to be uh, Gordon up ahead, <laughs> tuning up his golf game. Oh man, man, talk about a question that came out of the blue. No, I just, uh, I, I golf is tough enough without being slightly impaired. So uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I will say that, uh, yeah, we're going to continue doing it and uh, having a lot of fun. So whatever it is, I don't care if you're a card player, if you just, uh, uh, you know, you play board games, uh, you play golf, play tennis, play pickleball, whatever it is, find something that you can enjoy together. I know a lot of guys, I ask them, I say, hey, do you play golf with your wife? They say no. They don't want to play with their wife. It's almost like they're looking for some sort of bash, male bastion, to sort, you know, some place to go to get away from the wife. Or the wife to get away from the husband. Do it together, man. It's fun. Well, I don't want to be around you the day she finally beats you, because this is way, weighing quite heavily on your head. No, it, You're well, going to be I, sad. I, well, she's going to look better doing it. You're going to pout. Uh, well, by the time that happens, I will have already reached that realization. I'll be all right. <laughs> all right. We do have a lot to do today. We're, Except we're ex- for my daughters, when they looked, they compared the two golf swings. My daughter said, oh, so that's where we get our athleticism from. Now, that one hurt a little bit. Well, we didn't think it was from you, right? We never really thought that. We didn't? Austin? Uh No. <laughs> we're we're really we're we're really crushing hold Gordon's on, psyche today. I, hold on, just can you give me five seconds here? I got to gather myself. While we do that, I'll uh, I'll tease what we have on the show today. Chantel Jennings is going to join us at the top of the four o'clock hour, and actually, we want to uh, use her column as kind of a, a running conversation because she wrote a very in depth piece at the Athletic on how the Pac-12 has fallen behind the rest of the P5 conferences a little bit and what's really gone into that. I mean, she looked at this thing from absolutely every angle. So we're going to, to talk about it, especially with Pac-12 Media Day on the horizon coming up Wednesday. It's going to be a real big day here on the station as usual, so make sure and, and tune in. You going down? I am going down. All right. Chantel's going to join us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Yep, I'm taking off after the show tomorrow because we're going to be out at ARUP. wanted to make sure... I uh, was out there at because uh, you guys, uh, when I was gone last time you were at ARUP, you set records. So my ego's a little bruised. So I gotta, I gotta get down there and, and see if do we your can, part. We gotta see if we can get some good listeners to come out and donate some blood. So, uh, but yeah, I'm taking off and uh, I'll be in LA less than 24 hours. Gordon, taking off, sleeping for no about 15 time, minutes. Nothing, nothing. Just go there straight on over where they have it this year. Hollywood and Highland again. All right. So PK will pick me up. Uh, you know at. 5.45 in the morning or whatever it is. We'll do Pac-12 Media Day all day, and then I'll probably be running down the terminal to catch my plane. This so. is what's going to happen. You guys are going to go over there. You're going to give great insight. Uh, you're going to interview uh, the players and the coaches, except for Hans is going to dominate the mic asking questions about the offensive line. That's usually what happens, yeah. Yep. But the offensive line, you always say it's really important. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer. Do you think Herm Edwards will remember PK from last year? Oh, I hope so. When oh, PK, when I hope PK so. Gave it, gave him the business. And so, what's going to make a difference with you as head coach now? Oh man, he that was that was awkward. I'll give PK credit though; he went right at him. It was a good question. I, you know, 
you, you gotta be, uh, come on. Enough of the namby-pamby questions. Ask a tough one every once in a while. Yeah, I give him credit. Yucky the yucky yuck. We're all a bunch of friends. Crap. No, What's I. What's that all about? I don't think I don't think Herm saw it coming, and I think I think Herm was just a little surprised. He just gave a little bit of an awkward answer. It was a good question, though. That's what it comes to now. A lot of times with these interviews with coaches and players, you know, it's all like you're having a barbecue in the backyard. Crap! Just get rid of that. Um, Ask the tough ones, like PK. Herm, what are you going to do that's any different? He asked it. He got an answer. That's because he's a double fan. He needed to dig right in. Um, we were talking about golf. A good friend of mine just texted me and, and reminded us of a saying that our friend Kevin Graham used to have. Uh, Gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. That sounds like Kevin. Yeah, that does sound like mm-hmm. Kevin. Although I, I uh, played a, a round of golf with Kevin and his then wife once, and it was good. Uh Having known all parties involved in that, that whole ex, you know, former thing in there. Uh huh. What? What are you trying to get at? Just, you know, no, figure, I don't, it, figure it out. I don't know what you're getting at, Gordon. Please enlighten us. Kevin came in one time, real quick. He came in one time and he goes, I had no idea what was coming. No idea. And he says, I have one question. I'd like to know what happens to my wife every month, once a month. She turns into a... Yeah. And they ended up separated, so, you know. Well, one, way to bring up a story that we could have gone forever without hearing again. And two, way to rub some salt in the wound. Definitely oh, well, I hope, love Kevin. I hope he's not listening. Ha <laughs> ha, you're divorced. You pretty much just did that. That pretty much happened. Speaking of relationship issues, <laughs> joining us now in studio, he is our good friend, of course, from the Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is our friend Andrew Reinhardt. Andrew. Hello, Andrew. How are you guys? Uh, help our listeners will you? and help us while you're at it. Yeah, please. Let's let's switch gears here yeah. to helping listeners with their relationships. Yeah, we're helping guys with erectile dysfunction. Um, new treatment that is fixing a lot of issues when it comes to relationships and problems in the bedroom. Um, We're seeing hundreds, maybe thousands of guys come in. I think there's a lot of guys with ED that have been suffering in silence. And we may be kind of opening the conversation for the first time here in Utah younger guys that are coming in uh, sick of the pills or the pills don't work this new treatment, acoustic wave therapy um, with just a few short treatments, two, three weeks it opens up the blood vessels. So if you've got ED you think about what do you need more of you need more blood flow, that's what that is Uh, that's what this is clinically proven and FDA cleared to do so natural function in the bedroom no medication, no injections and really helping a lot of guys You mentioned uh, younger guys who are using this treatment, we talked to you about candidates but Really, all ages can be candidates for this. Anybody that's got ED, any you know, if you feel like you're slipping in the bedroom, um, you can definitely benefit from this. The younger guys come in always the most hesitant. And they say, "You, you've never seen anybody else in their 30s, I'm sure, and I'm you know only every 15 minutes, yeah. and and you've never seen anybody in their 40s. We see them all the time." It's actually really good because they're the easiest to fix. So if you feel like things are kind of headed in the wrong direction. Two weeks from now, you think about that, maybe first week of August, you could be back on track, uh, not have to worry about the pills anymore. 
801-901-8000 is the number, 801-901-8000. And those who may be headed down the wrong direction, you've got a great deal for our listeners right now, which really takes the risk right out yeah, of Yeah, we try to eliminate all of the embarrassment or the risk. There's no obligation. Pick up the phone, call us right now. We do uh, a medical assessment and exam. That's done with a medical doctor, by the way. He'll go through your health history, um, your medication. That's all relevant. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound. There's no charge, no fine print on this. You can come in, ask questions. You could come back a year from now, um, but it's totally free to those that call in and, and no cost to your insurance either. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Andrew, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. All right, we're talking Pac-12 football next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Yogi Roth, join us once again for the Pac-12 Network. We know what's right with the Utes. Why would that be the wrong pick? What should you fans be worried about? Injury, number one. Tyler Huntley hasn't been healthy since he's been the starter. That's the number one thing that they'd be concerned with. The number two would be SC. You know, SC, they're going to put up points on the air raid. So they can get it together, skill-wise, scheme-wise, and then most importantly, can handle the mental side of it. When they're down, they're scary. Their backs are against the wall. You know, they're primed like every team to prove the world wrong. But they've got the ability and the staff and the players to do it. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. We fell in love High school sweethearts Love was so brand new Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, band of the day today. Not really a band, more a theme. Songs about the heat, because Austin and I are fed up. Gordon's weird. I love it. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. You you really do love it. Like you, After the show's over, you're going to go down to your car. It's going to be 200 degrees inside that thing, and you can't tell me that you just sat, uh, you saddle good. up and go, yeah, this oh, is great. Oh, it feels good compared to sitting in this freezing studio. I love this song. My wife loves this song, too, except for she had a boyfriend. It wasn't me when this song came out, so uh, she came alive. You guys have discussed that? I just know it. I suppose you've been uh, you've been together long enough. you probably discussed most things, I suppose. I can't believe you guys are ragging on the heat. I think I take the cold. You can put layers on, yeah. Yeah, you can put layers on. You guys, come on. All right, we're going to have Chantel Jennings. She uh, covers the Pac-12 for The Athletic. She's going to join us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, and she's got a piece out uh, right now. I would encourage anyone to read it. It is, uh, it is lengthy. She is very thorough uh, in, in her piece. You can tell she's been uh, working on it for a very long time, but it is uh, a big story in the Pac-12, and I, uh, she goes through a lot of different reasons why the Pac-12 might be lagging behind the other conferences, and I think she does a nice job uh, going through and thoroughly explaining why she feels like the conference is lagging behind and then examines uh, how it is, I guess, uh, or, or the reason it's come to all of this. Do you now, think that so far, I'm not sure that Utah fans, maybe they care about that, but they've been so dialed in on seeing their team win the conference that uh, whatever it is that the conference is hasn't been as big an issue with them as it as it will be this year. Let's right. say they win the conference this year and then 
they're a candidate for a college football playoff, then they're going to care about that in a big way. But first, you got to get to the top of the hill. Right, and I think Utah's in the middle of that process, and maybe your diehard care-about-Utah-only fan, that's all that really matters. But I think the overall health of the conference is important if— well, let's go back to a discussion. Did we have it last week, Gordon, or two weeks ago about Utah— not getting recognized as a college football powerhouse and why that is and what's left to accomplish to to achieve that. And that Maybe it's one step at a time, Jay. It is, and I agree with that. But the overall health of the conference plays a factor in that discussion. You know, the the how good is Utah and do they get the recognition and, and those sorts of things. Like, um, uh, I mean, it's not Utah, but take Washington State last year. They were a two-loss team. And they didn't get any sort of thought about the playoff whatsoever. Remember Mike Leach was a little bent out of shape uh, about that while they were getting ready for their bowl? Uh, let's, say, let's say it had been USC that had had two losses. Would they, they would have been considered. That may have been a perception problem for the Cougars. I think it's a perception problem for the whole league. Yeah. I, and be. that's my opinion. Uh, maybe. So you think USC were, would have been shunted out like that? Likely. Really? Oh. See, I know everybody from your generation puts USC on a pedestal, but I don't know if that exists like you think it does anymore. I don't know the answer to that. I just have a suspicion that uh, a marquee program like that, uh, and it still is a marquee name in college football, that they might uh, hold more sway. Well, how do you explain, though, that Washington State, when they lost to Washington in the Apple Cup, they dropped, and, and Chantel talks about this, by right. the way, uh, they dropped five slots in the college football playoff committee's ranking. Only two other teams had dropped that far at any point last year, and both those teams lost to unranked schools. Washington State lost a, a close one in the snow to the University of Washington. Uh, Austin, I believe she said, was ranked 16th. At, at the, the time, time yeah. that, and then, and then went on right? to win the conference. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm not denying the fact that the Pac-12 has a perception problem. There's no doubt about that. But is it a reality? I mean, is the Pac-12 a notch below uh, the other conferences? I think it is a reality. I think so, too. And, and she lays out an interesting case, uh, uh, basically talking about how the, the powerhouses, the most consistent teams that have made the, the conference, or the, excuse me, the playoff over and over and over again, have a higher conference winning percentage than 80%. 80%. Yeah. And uh, the Pac-12 doesn't have anybody in the 80% range right now over that period of time. Uh, when it started, when the, the, the playoff started, uh, Oregon and Stanford were both ahead of that clip and then have since fallen off. So the conference is devouring itself. Right. It, but if it's devouring itself and it isn't perceived to be that good to begin with, then that's a double whammy. And that might be perception, what is different perception or reality the conference might be stronger but it just doesn't have the top end team which he's examined and not to uh not to pull a tony parks and bring up the team i root for as an example but i watched virginia tech when they they got into the acc and they i don't want to say dominated the league but they won a bunch of conference titles because the rest of the league was was spread out there was a bunch of average teams and there wasn't really a good team and now we see clemson and them being a top-end powerhouse, and the rest of the conference is just mediocre. It actually works It works to the benefit of the, the conference to be top-heavy. Does that make sense? Right. It, it, I hear you. From a perception and a reality standpoint. By the way, news today, Vatek picked third 
in the coastal behind division. UVA and Miami. I saw it. Virginia number one over here. Vatek Hokies. Well, that's not going to be reality. I'll tell you that. You think that nothing to worry about, nothing to see here. It'll all fix itself. I just Bronco Mendenhall's Cavs. I don't see UVA winning the coastal. But not that we need to go down that rabbit, rabbit right. hole. Well, yes. You brought up uh, tech, so I just, Wahoo. Well, but you understand my comparison. I mean, the the ACC went through a little bit of an evolution of a league. I mean, there was one year where the ACC had like nine bowl teams or something like that, where it was just the the parody across the board. It was a bunch of good teams, and there wasn't a great team. And now Clemson comes along, and they have a great team. And the rest of the league, honestly, is not as good as it no. was then. But the ACC is perceived much better because they have this one top-end team, which the Pac-12 has not had since those Oregon and Stanford teams kind of took turns winning the league. Hence your great example there. So it's a, It would be better to have fewer good teams and one great team. And that, that seems counterproductive in my mind because as, as basic college football fans, don't we want to see as many good teams and good yeah. games as possible? You know, but the, that, that's not the most advantageous It's anymore. funny that you bring that up, Jake, because if you went down to SEC country, they wouldn't believe what you're saying right now or even suggesting that, uh, that the Pac-12 is stronger in the middle than they are down there. That's been the great myth about the SEC for a long time. They have two or three, four top-end teams most years probably three most years that are really really good and then the rest of the team they have their bottom schools too that aren't putting up much of a fight see arkansas under john l smith that one year (laughs) it's so funny to me the regional pride that comes and i know that there's been a lot of flux in conference changing changes and stuff like that but still Big Ten country, those people think that's the only place that football is played proper. SEC, forget about it. That's what they think down there. I don't know what they think in the Pac-12 anymore for all these reasons you've been talking about. Now, one interesting part of this this column or article uh, that Chantel wrote, because the money is on top of everybody's right, mind, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's been well documented. The Pac-12 is, you know, the, the Pac-12 network is not producing the revenue that other networks are. Uh, the ACC has been the only P5 um, uh, conference that has been behind the Pac-12 in total amount distributed, and that's going to change this year because the ACC network is launching, and they're expecting to get an extra $10 million per school per year. And so she asked um, anonymous coaches what they would do. She kind of polled Pac-12 coaches what they would do with an extra um, – uh, she put it at $2 million, and I'm trying to remember exactly why she came to that. Uh, or I guess it was an extra $2 million per school that the ACC will be distributing. But she asked the coaches what they would do with that extra $2 million. And staffing was the most common answer that she got. And you think everybody, you know, your normal college football fan out there is thinking, well, the NCAA dictates how many assistant coaches you can have. So, you know, why is that an issue? And it is for a couple of reasons. One, retaining those assistants. And two, a big thing in college football now is consultants. Ah, consultants. These schools are, are, and recruiting staffs, consultants and recruiting staffs. And these schools are employing, and and Alabama, for example, is paying these consultants as much as 100 grand a year. Mm, Not bad. And what they're doing is they're taking former coaches or math geeks, uh, analysis, uh, people that can do analysis, and they're paying them all this money to basically be assistant coaches without being assistant coaches and then the recruiting staffs that's a huge deal Mm -hmm. the nfl does this too right but 
Yeah. And it, where um, Alabama had 19 last year, something like that, consultants. Wow. Utah had two. Oregon, that has the biggest budget in the Pac-12 that we know of, had four. 19? What are they doing with 19 guys? Winning football games. Going to the championship. Yeah. <laughs> Win- Is that the reason, though? Winning games. Well, it, it, think about it, Gordon. I mean, the job of an assistant coach, right, is very broad. It's not just coaching and practice, but it's also coming up with game plans. It's also scouting. And most importantly, it's recruiting. Yes. So if you can basically have consultants picking up chunks of assistant coaches' jobs, they're more able and free up to be better at the things that are left on their plate. If you don't have to, if you have somebody on staff that does all the detail stuff with recruiting, and you're, you know, all of a sudden instead of, you know, the day-to-day minutia of contact and monitoring social media and and you know doing those sorts of things, and you can just cl- close, uh, concentrate on closing the deal, and your other time is freed up to do other things. I mean, how advantageous! It's just manpower. Do you, you know think, what I mean? Do you think there are some assistant coaches who are jealous of the consultants? Because a consultant might have the ear of the head coach, whereas they don't. I wonder. I, I don't know. When you have that many people involved in a process, it makes me wonder how the politics all work out. Well, the, if you're Nick Saban and you rule with an iron fist. <laughs> it's kind of like the king in his court. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, I, I mean, there, there's huge advantage. I mean, you talk about recruiting budgets, uh, ability to travel, and, and those sorts of things. I mean, these these little things matter. Did you did you see the video that LSU released of their new oh, football Oh, their $29 million dollar locker room? Holy cow, that thing looked like – what was that? It looked like a hotel in Dubai. <laughs> well said. That is well said. <laughs> well described there. Man, Austin. that looked like a place you'd want to hang out. And if you're a 17-year-old quarterback somewhere, isn't that a place you uh, might be tempted to go? Holy But if you're Utah and you can catch lightning in a bottle and really have a special season, this stuff is going to matter. This stuff, unless Utah goes undefeated somehow, this stuff is really going to matter. You mean and, the perception or the reality? Well, the perception for one, and then in the reality, if they are going to take the next step into being a you know a, a college football blue blood, if that's possible, then this stuff absolutely matters. So let me ask you another question, and she brings this up in the in the uh, article, but um, I I guess I'm curious to know your opinion and our listeners too. A lot is made of the conference schedule and how many games must be played in conference versus out of conference. Mm-hmm. Now, the SEC, they play eight. And then they oftentimes play, what, Southwest Missouri State? Well, a couple of those games, including one in November. So, in front of rivalry games, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, do you, how much of a difference do you think that makes? I think Pac-12, nine versus eight. What, what, how do you feel about that? Well, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. And she makes the point, if you're trying to make the college football playoff, it's a big deal. But then we get to... Because it's a potential loss? Is that, what to, is that the main thrust? Is right. that the main disadvantage? Or, or What about the preparation that does your team getting ready for a playoff situation? Well, I think, okay, so one loss makes a big, big difference. Yeah. So you have the, the less potential to lose, like you said, but you also have less potential to lose the very next game, right? 
the cumulative effect, right? The cum- of of it all, where you get a break in November, where you're worn down and you're tired, and you get a you get a game to kind of gather yourself and and to to figure it out. But of course, so rev- what would you do? But revenue would you, would you ratchet it back to eight? But here, but you can't complain about one thing and then complain about the other, and there's a direct effect. Like we're talking revenue. Pac-12 is already behind in revenue, so if they get rid of a conference game. That's uh that's gonna matter to ESPN when they're negotiating that contract because it, you it's know a lesser game. it's a lesser game. Utah Weber State is interesting to us around here because of the proximity of the schools, but guess who it's not interesting to? Everybody else. <laughs> now, when you're the SEC and that money's gonna flow regardless, of course you have the luxury of just saying, "Ah, we're good at eight, no problem." You look at the Big Ten; they went from eight to nine not because they had to, but because they're greedy. <laughs> They were. It was nothing noble. No, and it certainly wasn't to get themselves into more college football playoff scenarios. It was because they want uh, they want more inventory, high end inventory, to sell to the television networks. See, see, this is difficult for me because I love to see great matchups. You know, I mean, I, I I get tired of games that just are absolute blowouts. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Do people really want to see that? Maybe they do. But they want to see Maybe they're carnivores. They want to just see absolute uh, slaughters. But I don't think that's good for college football. They want to see their conference and their teams in the playoff. And they'll take one less regular season matchup if that means— The problem with this is, do you sacrifice the quality of the regular season in order to have an end goal or an end to a means— or a means to an end, I guess. Uh, is that worth it? Well, the SEC has that luxury because they're printing money down there and they're selling out games regardless, which is also an issue with the Pac-12, by the way. Not so much at, say, the University of Utah, but pretty much everywhere else. They're still worried about selling tickets. You, you've covered some games up there in Stanford. They sometimes yeah. have some issues. Oregon usually is a, is a guaranteed sellout. Washington, now that they're good again, you can you can – plan on selling some tickets there, but it, it's an issue at Arizona. Should we it's have, an issue at Arizona should, State. Should anyone have a problem that people in this part of the country don't center their life on college football? I don't know about have a problem, but it matters. It may matter, but is it out of whack? I mean, is that a, is that a goal to strive for? I mean, there's a lot to do out here. Here in this market, people can spend their time with family up in the mountains doing whatever they do. Here, there's beautiful opportunities to recreate here. Out on the uh, West Coast, uh, people uh, have other things to do. It's not like football is the only thing to do. Is that unhealthy? Gordon, I'll tell you this. I, I strive for a lot of things in my life. There's no doubt about it. I try to set a high bar for myself. But one thing I do not strive to be like is an Alabama football fan. I think that's a model citizen right there. Yeah. Want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. They're looking for skilled HVAC technicians, plumbers, and electricians to join the Action Superhero team. Paid training, health, dental benefits, and a 401k match call today to join the Action Plumbing Superhero team, 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. More straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. 
This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. It is time now for the Produce Freakness. There they are headed off for the early start. The Apple has the very early lead. The Carrot is in second right now. The Carrot in third, and he's now passed by the Banana, who's now in third. And down the stretch they come. The Apple is still extending out to an even bigger lead. Headed towards that finish line. Up and over the mound with no problem. Carrot stumbles and falls. Corn falls to the finish line. The Apple's the winner. Oh, really? Really, really excited. Well done, Tony Parks. Well done, everyone at the Bees game over there at Smith's Ballpark. I was sweating, yelling into my microphone. Come on, banana! I broke a sweat during the produce preakness. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about the tour of Utah Podcast and 1280thezone.com. Podcast includes how to train for the summer of cycling and where best to see the tour of Utah race. Check it out. Steve Brown, our boy, has all the action for you. Gordon, uh, some quick news. We're going to talk to Chantel Jennings about the Pac-12 and her piece on The Athletic coming up top of the 4 o'clock hour. But uh, Tim Duncan has been hired uh, by the San Antonio Spurs. He's going to be on Greg Popovich's staff as an assistant. And what did Pop say about that? Uh, Austin, hit us with that quote. Uh, Don Harris of Channel 4 down there in San Antonio quoted Popovich as saying, it is only fitting that after I served loyally for 19 years as Tim's assistant that he returns the favor. You know, it's, it's always interesting when you hear about a great player who commits himself to something like that. Because I imagine that Tim Duncan does not need the money. Yeah, he probably uh, has plenty of dough. Now, you hear about some athletes who end up with less money and struggling a little bit, but I don't think Tim Duncan would – I don't know this, but he doesn't seem like the type that would fall for that. Um, so why do it? Because of the love of the game? Because he wants to be around the game? Because he misses the competition? Because he misses the camaraderie? I bet that's part of it. Plus, I mean, you've got to do something with the rest of your life, Gordon. It's, it's easy enough for us to say, well, he's got to – you know, $150 million in the bank or whatever it is for, for Tim Duncan. Boy, he should just kick it kick it on a, a tropical island for the rest of his days. you got to do more than just play golf. You can only play so much. Yeah, people need to to have meaning, have something to do. I mean, Charles Barkley, well, maybe he's a bad example. Kenny Smith probably doesn't need the money, but he does TNT probably because he needs a gig. He needs to, to do something with his life. Uh, um, you know, you see guys like Patrick Ewing get into coaching and things like that. It's like, you, you know, they probably don't need the dough, but... You, you, you've been living that lifestyle for your entire life. It's probably a, a shock to the system to all of a sudden not to be doing that, and I'm, I'm sure there's some love of the game and that sort of thing in there, but long and short of it, I bet Tim wants a job, but he's bored. Huh. Can't you find ways to be not to be bored that don't involve getting on an airplane and flying all over the country all basketball, all NBA season long? But maybe that's what he wants. All right. I'm, I'll, Good for him. I'll tell you this. Oh, my! My father enjoys working. He probably, you know, could retire at some point, but he he wants to keep doing it. He, he enjoys what he's doing. So he does it because he loves it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a certain amount of that to uh, to uh, probably your 
a station in life at the moment, Gordon. You love what you're doing. That probably sure. plays a role, right? Yep. It does. I, I guess I would guess it's the same way with Tim. Yeah, it's just interesting. And I wonder how, you know, how we've talked about this before, Jake, that great players, how effective are they as coaches? Because it's hard for them to relate to people who aren't as good as they are. But but the big fundamental, <laughs> you should be able to pass a little bit of that on, don't you think? You would think? think so, yeah. You would think so. I mean, like uh, like somebody like Kobe Bryant, I don't think would be a very good coach. Because how do you go onto the practice floor and say, well, you know, you go out there and do what I did. And then the player looks back Why at you Why can't you like, do it? Yeah, right. Like, What's the matter with you? What do you mean? You're Kobe Bryant. You did things that nobody else can do. <laughs> oh, good. That's all I wanted to hear. Thank you. You can leave now. All right, we'll talk to Chantel Jennings of The Athletic coming up right around the corner. We'll talk to her about what's going on with the Pac-12. But joining us now in studio, of course, our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic out there helping our listeners with their relationships. We are, guys, struggling with ED. This new treatment, acoustic wave therapy. Um, and by the way, we haven't talked really about the history. It used to break up kidney stones. Hmm. And guys that are maybe older um, would be familiar with that, where they kind of shock you from below. They notice that ED was... You know, uh, I guess that there was a lack of ED. It was improving in this area. There was a side effect. Yeah, there's a good side effect. Uh, and that's where it came from. So this opens up the blood vessels, clinically proven to repair soft tissue, FDA cleared. So if you've got ED, you think, what do I need more of? I need more blood flow. That's what this does. The beautiful part and the most important part of our message is there's no medication mm. required. A few treatments over a couple of weeks, you're back to normal. And then it's long lasting. So... If you're taking meds, I, I hate to say it, you'll be taking meds for the rest of your life and probably taking more. This eliminates that, and it's not something you have to repeat. Is Any, it painful? A little bit of discomfort when you get the treatment done, but 10 minutes for a treatment. Um, no recovery time, no soreness. And that's so, it. And that's it. I say, it. you know, it's worth it's worth a little discomfort for the, the result. <laughs> 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. And you just want our listeners to come in and, and see if there's something you guys can do to help and you're taking the risk out of it. Yeah, in a way, this is totally informational or educational for a lot of guys. Uh, pick up the phone, call us right now. We'll do the doctor's assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound totally free. And guys come in and they'll sometimes come in the door and say, look, I don't want to do anything. I just want to learn about it. And that is totally fine. There's no problem. Um, you can meet with a medical doctor who specializes in ED, who's probably seen your case a thousand times over and can tell you where you're at, what the treatments can do for you, and no cost to those that call now. I imagine that most of the guys who educate themselves about it end up liking it. Yeah. If, the, if a guy researches this, reads the clinical studies before coming in, it's... I mean, it, it is there. This is proven beyond a doubt that it does work. And probably the only thing that works that's not meds as of now, you know, 10 years from now, who knows? But that's pretty cool. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll have Chantel Jennings coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.